Hi, and welcome to OmniTalk. An omniversal traversal through all things metahuman. My name's Gabe Oxendine. And my name's Lucas Oxendine. This is a show where we talk about all of your favorite characters from fiction who have metahuman abilities, things that make them extraordinary, things that make them above your average individual. Otherworldly. Otherworldly. Yeah, but sometimes not. You'd be surprised. But we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of that right now. You're exactly right. Exactly We're right. We're going to talk about what you're drinking over there. Oh, uh, yeah. I am... What What am I sipping on right now? We've got, from our sponsor, Dissolver. Just I kidding. I wish. Yeah, no. Yeah, a brewery in Asheville. A microbrewery in Asheville. Named Dissolver. They did a uh, Funky Fodor series. which the, the name of this is Eternal Morning. M-O-U-R-N-I-G. Okay, okay. You know, very, very, it's not the kind of energy I feel like our show brings, but it is a good beer. I mean, yes, say it. I can say it is a very good beer. Funky IPA, dry hopped with Citra. Citra's my favorite hop. I'll go putting that straight out on record. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, who whose isn't, you know? Who doesn't love Citra? You're talking out of your ass right now, because you don't know much about You're dang right, hops. I don't know, I don't, <laughs> but I will say this is a very good beer, I'm... What are you, what are you getting from it? So, what are you what, getting? I'm definitely getting that citra, as you were saying. Uh, <laughs> kind of like a tangerine. It actually does. Now that you say that, I'm, I have like tangerines in my mouth right now. But it also has like a barrelness to it. Yeah, it was aged Come, in wood barrels, is what it says. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't taste oaky. Yeah, it does not taste oaky. It tastes distinctly different than oak. Because I drink a lot of whiskey. And I know about oak. Yeah, it just feels like like it's been in wood of some sort. I don't yeah. know how to describe that. They, they, they probably just stuck a plank of wood in here. And now, in the brewery, we were there over the weekend, and in the brewery they have like a <clears throat> wall of wood casks. Oh, okay. That I'm assuming they just put this stuff in. They I don't even know if they, they distinguish between like it's been aged in. Oh. Like rye barrels, it's, oh. it certainly wasn't. They they don't. That. Yeah, they don't discriminate. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then it's got it's it was aged for a year with Brett, and Brett kind of gives it's a bread and bread frat boy. Aged with the frat. Boy? Is that our first character on yeah. our show? Brett the frat. Boy? Brett the frat boy who okay. ages beer <laughs> just by standing next to it. Okay, there he is. <laughs> What's he sound what, like? But what, what's, no. his, what's his? What's he sound like? <laughs> Hold on. You gonna drink that beer, bro? <laughs> you got that? My name's Brett. I age beer just by thinking. <laughs> no, but and what? What actually is Brett? <laughs> it's Brettanomyces. I'm not gonna get into this because I'm not that educated. You, you're a chemist. I'm not a chemist. You're basically a chemist. <laughs> I am not a chemist. But more than I. Yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'll yeah. take that one. Yeah, you're kind of a dummy. I'll take aren't that you? accolade. <laughs> yeah, so what what would you How many How many hops out of ten? Yeah, how many hops out of ten? How many mm. You said this is an IPA, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a riff on one. It's definitely mm. experimental. Yeah, um, it's coming in at four point three percent, which is kind of low. 
surprisingly for how the length it was aged, because yeah. typically your alcohol volume percentage is going to increase over yeah. time. Which is crazy. I don't, know. I don't know how they did it. But if I had to give it, um, I would say this was a solid, solid seven and a half hops. Like, I really like it. 7.5 hops. Yeah. Well, what about you? What What's your rating? I would rate it... Don't I think it's coming in at an 8. Okay, yeah. I almost put it at an 8. Yeah. But I was like, I do I want to be that generous with little, our first one? I'm going to be generous because we don't have standards yet on this We show. don't have standards <laughs> at all. And you're going to find that out the more you listen. No standards. Yeah, I mean, we Zero are Zack cons- Snyder fans. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do a lot to impress us. <laughs> just... I just flashing dissed. lights <laughs> just dissed us on our own show hey, you, you gotta represent you gotta realize who you are that's fair you know be who you wanna be drink the funky say beers say what you wanna, you wanna say drink. drink those funky beers you know if you have hey. to I really like funky rum like Jamaican rum is that funky? oh yeah you... Jamaican rum if you get like a good one it's funky it's like banana funk. Banana funk. <laughs> <laughs> You're really thinking about that, aren't you? Yeah. It's I mean, ooh, it's good. So, brother mine, why don't you tell me what we're uh, what we're checking out today? Checking out from the well, DC library. Let me tell you what I checked out a few days ago. Tell me. Batman Noel. Ah. And it as is the, the French season. and as the the French say, Noel. Very nice. Thank you. A little backstory: We both took French in high school. That's that's a good old. And you can Carter tell how County good we French, did, baby. <laughs> um, that's that good old Carter County education. Yes, Newy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, tis the season. Tis the tis season. Tis the season. Tell me. First of all, tell me the author. Yeah, we gotta uh, give we gotta give credit where. Yeah, we've got it. And and illustrator. The author. Okay, so little backstory. The author of this particular novel, his name is Lee Bermejo. Fun fact, this is his first novel that he wrote, because he is normally an artist, and only an artist, but he had such a good idea that DC let him do both, write and art. Boy, did he hit it out of the park with his first one. Like, for a first... yeah. For a first outing as writer and artist, amazing. He got his ticket to to any hero he wanted after yep. that. <laughs> but boy, he he does. I mean, good he started off with Batman. Batman. I mean, they yeah. don't give that to just anybody, especially with like a holiday special, yeah. like a holiday special of Batman, because Batman is like their boy at DC, yeah. like almost nauseatingly so, because. A little too much Batman nowadays. That's fair. Yeah. A little too much. But this story, Chef's Kiss. Mwah. It so really, good. It really is as good as he's saying here. This is this is our first episode, so tell me a little bit about your history with the comic book medium as a whole. You know, like some succinct, like, you know, do you read a lot of these or Well, I I don't read as much as I would like to, but I have read a lot of comics. Uh, mainly DC. That's my favorite. Because um, what I want to... I want to be like an actual comic book artist for DC or any major publisher someday. 
that that's what I'm striving to do. So I, I'm I'm well into the comic book craze, as they say. And you've read this one multiple oh. times. Oh yeah, like basically ever since I found it, every Christmas, every Christmas. You can't you can't. It wouldn't be Christmas without it. I agree. Although yeah. I've had many a Christmas without it, but. Yes. I did, reading this for this episode unlocked a memory for me, and this goes into my background with the medium as well. I've basically picked up my interest in comic books from from Lucas. We, I remember there was a revitalization, how would you describe it? Is that a revitalization, a rebranding? It, it was kind of like a reboot. Reboot. A revamp. Yeah, they, you know, we were talking about the multiverse. They basically did a multiverse reboot of dc and it was the new 52 yes and the two of us started to you know we were working together at the time a lot of our free time was spent going to the comic book store you know we pick i i actually in in this room i have full runs of the first year of a lot of those those big comics that came out vibe was one of the ones that i really got into Um, just because vibe i'm gonna say this on the show one of the best words ever I mean, yeah, it's a vibe. Adjective, verb, it's everything. That's everything. It's a vibe. That's it's a vibe. Um, and uh, anyway, side point. I've only read, you know, part of part of the reason for doing this show was because I wanted to get back into reading this stuff. This, however, was one of the few that I read at Christmas, and you and I actually read it on the same Christmas together and talked yeah. about it. And I. Since that moment, this was probably three or four years ago. Yeah, probably. I want to say, I don't even know if our first son was born, which is over four years ago. And I think about it every year. Even though I haven't read it every year, I think, it's time to read Batman Noel. Yeah. I really want to. And I don't have a copy of it. You you have the copy of it, so I, I just didn't get to do it every year. And, like, I think the reason is because, like, you know, it's a Christmas story based loosely off of a christmas carol uh by charles dickens yes by charles dickens and it's such an easy read like it's not a very long story i would highly recommend if if you're interested after we're done with this podcast go read it for yourself because it's it's easy to read quick read it's like reading a christmas story at christmas time it's very short, solid story. You have the beginning, middle, and end. You're done. It's a great story. Yeah, I think, to give you a, a time, I think I read it in one sitting and maybe an hour. Yeah. And that was me reading comics a little differently, which I, I want to get into mm-hmm. for this show, which was a different <clears throat> experience. But just just straight reading it without you know taking time to think and criticize things or, you know, form an opinion about things it's a quick read it is Mm -hmm. it really is how'd you read this i feel like you you messaged me when you started reading this about (laughs) what what environment were you in yeah so i was sitting uh I, i had the day off i was sitting in my house next to my christmas tree both my dogs laying on the couch with me uh while also listening uh to lo-fi christmas beats uh on youtube it was incredible. It was it was probably yeah. the best way to read this book, honestly. I took a note from his uh, 
a page out of his book. Yeah. If that's how what people say. That is, I think that is. <laughs> you got it on the second try. Got it on the second it's, try. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat in this room uh, where we're recording, and I threw on a virtual Yule log that had lo-fi beats behind it and read read through the whole thing. Got a little sleepy because I get really tired when I when I uh, read, but I know was, me too. I pushed on through. I know, I don't know what we it had is. an episode to make, and it's a good story. What do you do? You have anything that jumped out at you reading it? Oh, let me back up just a little bit. I f- I had this moment. This is what I wanted to share on the show, where I had this moment where I sat down. Oh, I did take two. It did take me two sessions, and I started this one morning um, in my normal morning routine, which I play Marvel Snap, Mm. while our kids... Oh, snap. (laughs) While our kids um, are in the living room, and they're just hanging out. And I started this, and I had this moment of like, man, I made a good decision starting this show. Because it made me realize, one, I want to be reading this stuff again. And two, it's fun to look at something differently than you have in the past. Yeah, more critically. To take a step back and think more critically about it. Think, why does this work for me? Why does it doesn't? Why doesn't it work for me? You know, what what do I take away from this? Would I recommend this to someone? It just really unlocked the like. This is a fun way to look at things that you love, especially for people that don't have the time to take the time want to do that for themselves or want to take the time to do that being able to do it yourself and share it with people i'm excited about that so the the individual who wrote and illustrated i believe this this book his name is lee bermejo correct yeah lee bermejo this fun fact this is the first story that he has uh written previously to that prior to that he had only done the art for the books that he had done. Mm-hmm. And so this is like a big, big accomplishment to basically knock it out of the park on your first go. Yeah, right. Doing both. Like, right. that's an incredible accomplishment. And let, let's just talk for a second about the art. Because he came from an art background. Let's talk about the art in this book. I have, I have some of my own opinions. Let's hear, let's hear yours first. Right, yeah, I think this is a, this is where this is going to get interesting because you have studied this and and tried to perfect this craft as as I'm just more of a on the consumer level of this. Yeah. What I'll say is I think this art style, the realism that he brings, it's less uh, in a way I would I would describe it as cartoony and more of like almost hyper realistic. We're, we're going to the... It's taking transporting you to a point where you are starting to feel like you're there as opposed to like yeah. you're reading something, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think what that does in this story is just so powerful because just the illustration brings you into like, oh, I, I feel like I'm experiencing this. Yes. And this is a very real struggle that, that the individual whose father is the father to Tiny Tim is yeah. in. And you almost feel, you know, just put in here through just the art style without yes. without any of the dialogue. And the art also, I think, could tell this story by itself because it's so strong. Yeah, I 
I literally took a moment of pause when I realized that like mm-hmm. all the iterations of his suit through flashbacks and and the present day, it you can I could almost feel like I could reach out and touch the leather. Like yes. you can tell it's leather. Mm-hmm. That's how detailed this is. Yeah, like most things you would say, oh, that looks almost yeah. metallic or something of that nature. This is almost the level of like being able to like smell the leather while you're reading this (laughs) one thing i really like about uh talking about the flashback suits uh robin is in one of the flashbacks and he has his sleeves are made of chain mail and it just it looks so good yeah Uh, let let me see if i can find it in here so you can see it it's just like it looks everything in this looks practical and practical yes yeah okay like nothing. Yeah, looks... that's the leather. Yeah, the leather. Yeah. Just so good. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, like his, his little sleeves. Like you can tell he has like a shirt of chainmail underneath mm. to protect him. And that's another thing. And because he also does the art for Batman Damned. Uh, I don't think he wrote that one, but they make the dark the Dark Knight look like a knight almost because you, you can see chainmail underneath his uh costume as added protection and i really like that detail just the i mean you're bringing up the suit designs yes and where there are flashbacks in this and the original story as well and that's what i meant by you can almost you could take out the dialogue and you could understand this story because even the suit designs tell you the time period they're from yeah without knowing I, i i feel this way i mean we are coming from a place of knowing what these how the evolution of these suits has progressed. Has, has progressed over time yeah and just just seeing the designs you're you can tell mentally and physically where he has 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 come you mm-hmm. know when when his suit gets to present day it's larger and more rigid yes. in the original the original bat symbol was rounded mm-hmm. you know signif- to me that signifies a much more hopeful character a much more yes. uh i don't know less jaded person yes less jagged uh, more, if you more, will more friendly yeah yeah <laughs> so you you just see it in the design of the suits yeah it's it's real good now there's another side of the art uh that unfortunately does not get talked about enough i don't feel but the colors now this mm-hmm. is this is another thing like the the colorist who worked on this her name is Barbara Chiardo, I think is how you say her name, uh, C-I-A-R-D-O. Her colors complement Lee's drawings so well, especially with the ghost of Christmas Present. We'll get into that, but it's Superman, spoiler alert. <laughs> Christmas Present is uh, Superman, but he has... This like glowing, almost sun-like aura coming from him, kind of like Christmas present in the uh, like cartoon and stuff, and the original story. Yeah, most iterations of Christmas present, he he's is... like very vibrant and glowing. Yeah. But this works so well. I know this this is reading a little too deep into it, but I always like to think that that glow is kind of like because he's powered by sunlight. It's kind of like his energy just radiates and kind of makes him glow. At least that's the way I I mean. Like, I think about it whenever I see it. I know it's supposed to hint towards, like, you know, its origins of the story. But I just like to think about it like that. Yeah. 
Uh, that's a valid read on this because he is quite literally glowing. Yes. Like, like an actual... Yeah, and it really contrasts Batman's darkness and where he's at in his life at the moment. Because talking about color again, you can tell like his and his suit design, his current suit is much darker to reflect his own worldview at this point in the story. Yes. And in the past, it's much uh, much more gray and lighter in color, mm. which shows that he was, and it even has an accent of yellow around the bat symbol. To show like sort of a brightness, yeah, and that's that's why I think the colors really help this, uh, the overall look, and they complement everything so well. Yeah. So do you wanna you wanna dive into like the? I have one more thing. To okay. Say. Uh, I also want to talk about how this art style almost makes me. It's like very reminiscent of classic Christmas story books like storybooks they have like that same oh yeah that same kind of feel and i think that's why this art and coloring works so well because it looks like whenever you look at this and then you think like classic christmas story book they look almost identical maybe this is a little bit more elevated in my opinion but they go they all go for that realism look but not too realistic at the same time. And the use of colors helps it look like that as well. I'll just go ahead and say, if you're listening, do a quick Google of this book, some images from this book, just to get an idea, because what he just said is very, very spot on with what you think of when you think of a Christmas carol. Yeah. Um, In in any form. We'll even try to put some up on our Instagram. Yes. uh, At OmniTalkPod. OmniTalk Pod? Omnitalk yeah. Pod, yeah. OmniTalk Pod. We'll even put some images up so you can see what we're talking about. Because you, you all really have to just... You, gotta see you don't that. even have to read it. You just have to look at it. You gotta just see that. Just look soups. at it. That yeah. soups, man. That soups. Yeah. You got anything else about the art or you want to... I think we can move on. Okay. Let's just start from the top. Where's Where, where does this story begin? So it begins uh, like all good Christmas storybooks uh, narration <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> a voice narrating from somewhere else or nowhere else nobody really knows mm-hmm. but uh narrating basically this the general story of a christmas carol and who who wrote a christmas carol what was his name what was his name charles dickens Char- charles dickens yeah um yes he it's just basically narration of a christmas carol and it comes in you know we see cityscapes all that good stuff you know setting the location that real that real grimy gotham real grimy gotham maybe a little dressed up because you see you see some christmas lights everywhere makes it feel a little bit just cheery it's it is just a facade (laughs) um and then you see like a little lead into the bat himself good old scrooge mcduck himself uh with also i want to talk about something i'll go ahead and say i 
I don't think it's very clear at the beginning of this who Scrooge is. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's another good thing. Uh, they kind of they kind of throw you off because you're listening to it, and it, you know it's talking about a mean old man who won't let you off on Christmas, and it follows a not only Batman but a little little guy, a little guy kind of walking the streets. Well, he looks nervous. Yeah, nervous pedestrian. Nervous pedestrian. They have little little hints, visual hints, like a newspaper that says the Joker escapes. Yeah. And you can tell, like, oh, this is leading oh, into I something. That. I love that stuff in anything. Yeah. Those little environmental storytelling Yes. Things. And, oh, it's the best. And this guy's walking. He's kind of shifty. And it's like, you know, telling me an old man that won't let you off even on Christmas Eve and stuff. And you get the feeling that he's doing something he's not supposed to. And then it does reveal that the Joker did make him do something at this point. Uh, but the real Scrooge is the Batman himself. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. He's the man that has to change, not the Joker. But I do want to talk about one thing. The onomatopoeia in this book. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about it's, this onomatopoeia. It's visceral. It is... Tell the listener what onomatopoeia is. Okay, so onomatopoeia... In this context. In, in comic books is a word representation of a sound. So, like... I mean, like, classics, uh, like in, in classic comic books, if somebody was knocking on the door... that you You would just put, like, knock, knock, like, just... Out there, that's onomatopoeia in like a comic large, book. Like large lettering or, to, yes. to distinguish what they're doing. And like if something like fell on the ground, you would put like thud or something like that. Yeah, the thing that 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 most iconic I, I think of immediately is, you know, the Batman kicking someone and it's saying yeah. pow. Pow! That's yeah. a great one, yeah. yeah. So this is a very snowy Gotham. And have you ever, have you ever been walking on fresh snow before you know the crunch that crunch there is a part where it shows batman you can tell that he's running on a snowy rooftop people don't go on rooftops so all that snow is fresh and the onomatopoeia is run 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 and that i can hear that in my head like i can hear the snow. the the snow just compressing under his boots you've read a lot of comics and is this, this is this out of the ordinary I, see some people or get, does it just stand out it stands out because it's i don't know it's just something about this one because some some people get really into that onomatopoeia like some put some really crazy ones and if i ever see one you bet you you bet your ass I am going to talk about it. <laughs> if there's, in, if there's I, any crazy ones in our stories that we read. I did, I did like, I think, I, I think I actually used this image for our, one of our Instagram stories. But yeah. It's the one that, that Batman's jumping down and it goes, Wump. Yes. And oh, you can, it, feel, you can it. feel the wet you snow. Can, well, you can feel the, almost like wind coming off of his cape. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. And, but but that runch, 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 runch. It just gets me. It gets me. I don't know why. There is, if we ever talk, and I hope we do, about Dark Side War, oh. there is an amazing use of onomatopoeia 
end that, and I will talk probably a good ten minutes about that one onomatopoeia alone. I'm gonna warn you. You you didn't tell the listeners that this was a a Grail fan cast, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, well, for another. That's time. for a different day. Grail is mommy, if you know what I'm saying. Heard that. <laughs> Heard that. So yeah, we find out that he's doing something for the Joker. This guy, he has like a letter. There's like freaking clowns everywhere. Not really. But um, then the Batman shows up. Scrooge shows up. And he starts attacking him. Because, you know, that's what Batman does. He chases him down. And he's going to basically use him for life bait at this point. He says, I want to basically beat you up. But nah. You're better as live bait than dead bait, basically. Or not. Wait, hold on. Maybe live bait better than jail bait? I don't remember. That's that's a good one. That's liner. a good one. If liner. not, it should have been in there. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Yes. Consider yourself lucky that you make a better piece of live bait than jail bait. What an amazing line by Scrooge himself. Scrooge McDuck himself. Scrooge McDuck himself. <laughs> this is the part of the story where you're starting to really, really get the the idea when Batman heads back to the Batcave right after this. You're getting you're getting the full picture of how jaded he has become as an individual mm-hmm. to to start to use human lives as fodder for his war against his yes. demons. Yes, especially because they actually have a scene before he goes back to his Batcave oh. of yeah, gotta, this, this criminal kid? going back to his own version of Tiny Tim, yes. creating a Christmas tree out of basically a twig, an old beer can. And an army man and a smashed beer bottle. This is also on the cover of our version. This little tree is on the cover of our version of Batman New Ale. It sure is. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So this is the part where you get to see this man. Like, he he's a human. He's a person. Yeah, sure, he was doing something bad. But it was kind of because, like, you know, he's in a rough spot you know, Joker's insane. You don't say no to the Joker. You'll die, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you start to feel for him as a human being. I just need to point out, one of the... I had a couple moments while reading this where I had a moment of pause where I was like, that is a incredible panel of mm-hmm. this. And, and it is in this scene where he's talking to his son and he leans forward to the tree and in the in the panel... There is an army man with a gun pointed at him, prominently. Uh, yes. And he t- the the father the mm-hmm. the army man is pointed at the father, and it just you know it really this is what this is bringing back to the point of this could have been all visual and you would have understood this story. Yes. This moment is that that moment of his eyes are realizing like what he has put himself this yes. position he's, he's in. He's put himself in the cross, and that's just yeah, that's yes. just from that picture of a of a. Army man. Yeah. That is incredible visual storytelling. Yeah. yeah. You can proceed. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, no. Out. I, I love it. Yes. Then we are taken back to uh, Wayne Manor in the Batcave. You know, he, he meets up with Alfred. Uh, this is that This is that Matt Reeves depressed Batman part. Yes. That's that good stuff. <laughs> that good depressed Batman stuff. Yes. But yeah, this is also where 
we get the insight and the flashbacks about what has happened to Robin previously. And you find out that young Jason Todd, his Robin, has uh, died. And that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you, you found out that he lost him about almost a year ago. And he's still dealing with that death. Maybe not in the best ways. I would posit certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. He's using a pretty good guy as live bait. Who he sees as another criminal and him doing a service to the world for yeah. getting a criminal. Yes. Even if it, it, getting a criminal off the streets, even if that means they no longer exist in this world. Exactly. It's kind of like, um, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either kind of aspect. Because he's basically, because if the Joker finds out that he has a tracker on him and he's bringing Batman to him, that guy's dead. Like, he, he Batman doesn't yeah. care about the collateral anymore in this version. I think that's interesting. That's also a, an interesting point, and this is why I think this is such a good story for people that don't understand Batman that well. Mm -hmm. You know, that that is the point that's levied about Batman a lot, is a lot of people have this understanding that that, who, that is who Batman is. That, yeah. that ruthless, yeah, you know, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna hurt people because I hurt. And in this scenario, he is... Mm -hmm. But this story is exploring who he was and who he will be. Yes. So yeah, we get the flashbacks. We learn about Jason. We get that he's not dealing with it in the best ways. He's also coughing a lot. Down with the sickness. He's down with the sickness. Spoiler alert. I'm he sorry. Has I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's referenced later. Uh, he goes to see, you know, Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop. Very classic Batman. Still coughing like crazy because he's been out in the cold doing... He's basically pushing his body to the limit. He's not resting anymore because he doesn't want to deal with his emotions like a mature adult. That is Batman. Yeah, I mean... That, 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 <laughs> you're right. That's a lot of adults. Let's just get real in this podcast. For yes, a second. <laughs> that's a lot of adults. You just keep you just keep on keep your nose on the grind, and you just you just don't deal with your problems. Racing them rats, baby. Racing them rats. Rat race. Rat race. <laughs> and then we get to, uh, to he's you know out on patrol again. Boom. There's a burglar on the loose, looking Ooh. very slim and thick. At the same time. At the same time. Guess who it is? Seductress herself. Catwoman. Meow. <laughs> yeah. This, this kitty's got claws. And also a bag full of jewels. <laughs> and, you know, Batman, he, he stops her. Because, you know, that's what Batman does, right? Right? Yeah. No. He doesn't give... Two shits about her. Uh, he just wants the Joker. That's all he wants from her. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to play their reindeer games anymore. Because she talks about how back in the old days, you'd chase me on rooftops all night. Playing a little cat and bat. You know? You get that? Cat and mouse? Yeah. Cat and bat. Uh, and she's not, she's not liking that about him anymore because he doesn't have time for her games you boy know? does she want to play games boy does she want to play games she's, she's very seductive yes you know and i'm sure that's how that character 
is typically written, but it it stood yeah. out in this story to me. Well, I mean, she she's a femme fatale, yeah, as they say. She uses her her body as a weapon, both physically and emotionally. In Batman's case, yeah. But yeah, so they they have a little spat, and this is our first ghost, the ghost of Christmas past. That's why she referenced in the past. You know, we 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 had a thing basically, like you know, we played our little games, and he didn't like that anymore because he's jaded. I'm rambling because I don't really have anything to say about Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, her arc in this was simply to remind him of his past. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just to bring it basically, up. Basically, yeah. You used to be basically point out that he's changed. Yeah. In yeah. some way, and not at least in her eyes for the better. And she also functions to give you a lens at which you understand that he has a history with the city. Yes. And I think that's pretty much what she's there for is to convey that. Mhm. Very eager to get to old spirit number 2. Yeah. But, you know, he said he didn't have any time for her games, but he actually does chase her through rooftops in this. Because you can tell that the they, little glimmer. I think, I think that's another visual storytelling of he's still in there. That version of Bruce is still in mm, yeah. the Batman. Like, he still wants to do these things. He wants to be that version of himself. But sometimes, and maybe. Also, that could be a representation of how she's a good distraction for him because he's reverting back to how he was. But then he uh, tries to grab a gargoyle and falls straight off a building. Sure does. He's straight off a building, lands with a big old BAM! That onomatopoeia, baby. But that onomatopoeia is twofold because not only is it him slamming into the ground, it's also him remembering the shots fired at his parents because it's a bam, bam! Woo! Double whammy. Because I believe he actually falls into the alley that his parents died yeah, in. Yeah, that was, that was what I yes. gleaned from it. That, that's, you see, that's good visual storytelling. They don't even have to tell us. And, and this is just adding to. You're getting every bit of him as an individual origin. Yeah. Yes. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess this is, this is part of the past we're still in the past yes yep that's another point like yeah. we haven't moved on to the next spirit yeah. he's still dealing with his past too of his parents dying because i mean what is batman if he doesn't have his parents have his parents dying? in front of him yeah exactly i mean there are other iterations of him <laughs> this is true <laughs> the Then we get to move on to our next spirit. Good old golden boy himself. Superman. This also was the second moment of pause. I mean... The beauty. It's magnificent. The color pop. The color pop. Yes. That glowing, radiating aura that he has. I mean, you turn that page and it's like this... I'm, I'm, I'm blinded. Yeah. Like... I could go on, like, let, let me let me point out some stuff that I'm seeing. Like, the detail of his abs, amazing. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. But also, now I'm going to nerd out on some of the art stuff, but whenever you That's see a page, when you for. see a page like this, you can't not. The contour of his S over his pecs, 
and everything and how it just all contours onto his chest amazing that's good art because most people you know they just draw it flat it may contour a little bit but this one looks like it's almost like a piece of rubber or something like that that is protruding like a spandex like a spandex like it it's it just, looks it's further bringing my point that this man this this person is incredible at designing yes. suits he is incredible like it has like that look of henry cavill's s on his chest how it curves and moves with it but it's still raised up r.i.p henry cavill We'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll mourn another day. We'll mourn another day. <laughs> Should have saved this beer for that. Eternal Should've. morning. But we didn't... Oh, God. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, but, you know, he, he shows up for his friend. He tells him he has pneumonia. Because he does. That's why he's been coughing the entire time. He uses uh, the, x-ray vision. Let's just say... This, uh, the funniest thing that happens in this is he x-ray visions this fool and tells him, Man, you got pneumonia. You know, chill out. <laughs> or to chill. he says, looks like pneumonia or possibly something more serious. <laughs> and then uh, Batman proceeds to cough. Because, of course. <laughs> A little raspy cough. But, uh, Old Gotham I also Gotham. love the visualization of Superman's uh, x-ray vision. His eyes turn like this bluish white and radiate down. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's a, it's a good representation. Then we get to see, you know, some of their relationship while they, you know, patrol together. Uh, Batman takes him to the house of our criminal that he's using as bait. And they see the boy. Bru- or Clark is like, what are you doing? Why are we here? And Batman's like, just checking on some bait that I've got. And Superman brings up the point. Well, if the father is involved, he could go to prison, or worse, he could. It trails off because Batman cuts him off. He says, then we only decrease the surplus criminal population. Superman is actually kind of stunned by this. He pauses for a second and he goes, what are you going to do about the boy? And Batman's reply is, justice comes at a price. This one is going to help me reel in the clown. He works for him. I want to pipe in and say the placement of Superman as as the ghost of Christmas present is important because Superman, one, embodies all things good, yes. you know, and, and right and just. And he is quite literally on his path to wronging all injustice. And in doing so, he is not doing the just thing, Batman in this case. Yes. And so... You see this quite literally the visual depiction of a bright, optimistic individual kind of putting Batman in his place or at least putting the idea in his head that he is doing the wrong thing. Just visually and also the implementation of him as the guiding force to be like, you know, you're kind of messing up here. Yeah. And, and in a way that's not, I'm going to show you all the bad you've done, you know, it's more of an optimistic, I'm going to show you what could go wrong. Instead of, there could have been an iteration of this story where he showed him a bunch of dead people or a bunch of imprisoned people and been like, look what you did. Instead, he is showing him the lives that he could be ruining. Yes. Even after this, 
Superman says, I think you're doing the wrong thing. And he actually takes him on a flight, picks him up and carries him and flies him above the city and is basically showing him, I think there might be a better way. Uh, You know, let's go. I need to show you something. He says, sometimes I realize that spending so much time above the world makes me forget that there are millions of people out there living their lives. Decent lives. I look down and see... And then Batman interrupts and says, you look down on people. <laughs> and then Superman snaps back with, not in the same way you do. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, that really just... That right there just embodies both of what they are depicting. Yeah. Because I feel like Batman know, knows that Superman is right in this situation, and his only defense mechanism is to basically poke fun at him and try to make him be faulty. But, I mean, it's Superman, you know? Yeah. He even takes him to see Commissioner Gordon and his family. Yeah, I mean, I'd, we don't have to cover every single detail of this, you know. We've yeah. pretty much covered, you know, Superman is there to show him, hey, you're kind of you're messing up here. You are. So then Superman, you know, leaves him at his car. He's like, hey, you need to take some time off. Basically, not only heal your body, but heal your mind and your soul from what has happened. But of course, Batman, being Batman, does not listen to this and tries to get in his Batmobile, which then promptly blows up in his face. <laughs> and then he is carried off by a mysterious figure. Dun, dun, dun. I bet you can't guess what this is going to be. Can you? Insert maniacal joker laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We're on the last spirit. Spirit of Christmas future. And that is our good old laughing boy joker. He is... Remind me me of this. Mm -hmm. In the original Christmas Carol. Yes. Death never spoke. Or no. death, not death, but it future. never spoke. I always got the. A it's death basically vibe. It's death. The Grim Reaper. Yeah, that's the vibe I always got. He never speaks. Okay. In the original, certainly doesn't in this either. Yes. Except for he the, laughs. The obvious laughing. Yeah. And he which is, is incredibly unsettling. Yes. And he is carrying him into Arkham. Is it? No, just Gotham Cemetery, not Arkham. It kind of looked like the yeah, Arkham got that same architecture, yeah. yeah. But he's carrying him into a cemetery, of course, and then throws him in a grave. I mean, not much else that the Ghost of Christmas Future does, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that that last one is just that. You know, this also symbolizes so many things, you know, him pushing his his limits will lead him to the grave. Him, his relentless pursuit and obsession with the Joker, who is carrying him to his grave. Yes. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's, it's, it can be left up to many interpretations yes. as to what his ultimate demise would be in this scenario. Now, here's where I think the story really gets interesting. He starts having a vision of what the future could be. Now, this vision, you know, Gotham is in ruins, of course. But the most interesting thing is there are two gangs in this. There is the Joker gang that wear clown makeup. Obvious, right? But there's also a Batman gang. Mm. And they are both being extremely violent towards each other. 
And in this interpretation, basically, if Batman keeps going down the road he's going, being more brutal, the bat symbol inspires people. If he inspires that sort of brutality, it's going to cause more brutality. Mm. And that is ultimately what he's going, his legacy is going to be, is just violence and not justice. And this is even more so because... They then show Commissioner Gordon being tried in court for helping the Batman and getting sentenced to 30 years. Yeah. Which is, which is rough. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the worst thing possible. In saving Gotham, he is he's destroying, destroying it yeah. if he keeps doing it the way he's doing it. I think this is where the story shines, is this specific part. Not only shining because of Superman shining, no, I, I think that's a that's a very very valid and thoughtful read on that because the re- the the end end of this oh that's where it really got me I think for me that mm-hmm. is where the story really I, coalesces yeah. like I that think is this is where the story really picks up yeah which and is the whole pretty much the end <laughs> yeah the whole ending is is what makes it worth it yeah so after we got the the rioting in the streets which is. The ghost of Christmas future, basically showing him a vision. Yeah, basically showing vision of if he keeps going down the path that he's going, mm-hmm. it just leads to more pain. So then Batman, the badass goddamn Batman, crawls his way out of his own grave. That static image from this, mm-hmm. oh, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know uh, how to tell you. Sometimes, here's a quote from... The narrator who's narrating. Sometimes it takes dying to teach a fella how to live. Then we cut to our little uh, criminal friend and his boy's house. And there's a knock on the door. More onomatopoeia. And guess who opens the door? Guess who's at the door? Can you guess? The mailman. No, it's Sunday. It doesn't run. Guess again. He said, well, I'll give you a hint. He says, ho, ho, ho. Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. No, if you guess Santa, you're still wrong. It's the Joker. It's, it's death. It's come for the boy and his father. Uh-oh. Ooh. Death. See? He is a Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. But see, now he starts talking though, which I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta take some creative liberties. You do, you do, yeah. And our when he starts talking, whew, it's rough. It's like, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's just talking to the kid. He's like, you know what you want for Christmas? I'm gonna shoot your dad. <laughs> That's much it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to tell you a dumb joke, and I'm also going to shoot your dad in front of you. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole scene. Basically, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But then, our triumphant hero, who just rebirthed, comes crashing through the window. Crash! More onomatopoeia. Wouldn't you guess it? It's a very... Clunk. As (laughs) As the gun falls to the ground. And a thud as Batman kicks into the Joker's chest. Here's another interesting part. Joker is reaching for the gun, but somebody picks it up. It's our criminal. Shaky. He is shaking. Shaky. He is aiming that gun straight 
at the Joker. He's th he's really thinking about it. He's thinking about killing the Joker. But you know who steps in? The Batman. He sh and he he's made his turn around. He's made his turn around, and he stops a good man from ruining his life. I would posit a good man stops a good man. That's true. From ruining his life. A renewed man. A renewed good man. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big turnaround. Because, I mean, you know, at the, at the start, you had Batman who was willing to let this guy ruin his life. Actively trying. <laughs> Actively trying to get this guy to ruin his life so he could catch the Joker. But now that he's caught the Joker, he's decided, no, I'm going to save this man. Mm. I, don't, I don't care about the Joker. I care about this man and not ruining his life and the kid's life. Because the kid's still in the room. He's petrified. And then, you know, it's all, you know, wrapping up nicely. And Joker goes to... Joker goes to Arkham. Arkham. Of course. This, this is the, this is it. This is it. This, this is, is the, the end. scene. So we finally figure out who the narrator is. Do you want to tell him who the narrator is? The narrator this whole time has been Tiny Tim's father. Yes. And he is recounting this story to his son yes my interpretation i'm a i'm a that that is what he's doing that's how the that's the last panel of this is that the last panel or the last page the last panel is him holding yeah tiny tim yeah yeah he's holding his son telling him this story the my interpretation of this was that this story was not about that well this story was about batman but this story was about the idea of Batman, not... Yes. And that is where I think this... The story very easily could have ended. Joker goes to jail. Mm -hmm. The end. But this... The story wraps up in a way in which you, you get to understand that Batman is more than a person. He's an idea. He's an idea of of justice of righting wrong and his whole arc in this is realizing that for himself and then the ending is like no this is actually just about that idea mm -hmm. and his actions are spreading that idea yeah. because tiny tim he's gonna go tell his son he's gonna tell exactly. his kids at school he's gonna tell all these people and this idea of hope and 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 like a positive future for gotham mm -hmm. exist yeah because you also see, there's also a shot of Tiny Tim wearing makeshift cape and running around like he's Batman. Because he's, Batman is now his hero. He's the, yeah. he's the one who helped basically save his father. In, in a very strong juxtaposition to a few pages back of people exactly. violently killing people and in it, the street. And it ties back into that, because what if the Batman never changed? What if Bruce never changed? He went there. He'd be in it, Either game. he... He didn't stop the Joker, or he stopped him, but then whenever Bob picks up the gun, basically tells him, like, go ahead and do it, or doesn't really interfere, and he killed the Joker in front of his son. That son would become scarred and could turn into one of those gang members that we see in yeah. that dystopian future yeah. of Gotham. Such a beautiful way to end the story. Yeah. It's a it's a great story. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly Pick it recommend. Up. Read it. You could read this. I mean, I don't know what age appropriate it is, but like, you there could is read some this. violence. It's pretty, it, it, but I wouldn't say it's overly graphic either. No, it's really, 
it's just a nice story, especially if you're interested in metahuman media. Yes. And 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 want something around Christmas time that's just nice. I mean, it's a nice story. Out of all the Christmas media for comic books, I that's think it. this is one of if not the best. Now, to drill down on the point of how good this suit is, fun fact. This suit made it into the most recent Arkham game. That's true, Arkham yeah. Knight, which is based in Halloween. Yes. And this suit was so good. They were like, <laughs> it's Christmas, but it's still gonna, gonna yeah, go it's, into the it's video Yeah, it's Christmas, game. but like, it's very gothic. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very good. I just wanted to point that out. I, when I was doing research for this episode, I was like, wow, I made it into a Halloween video, Halloween-based video game. Yeah, okay, well, okay, here's a question. How would you rate the Batman suit? Like, if you had to put it on a scale of... One to ten dead parents. How many would you give it? The suit or the, the suit? Book? We're just talking about the 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 modern suit in this one. I mean, how many dead parents? Oh, if if that's how many dead. Parents. If if that if that's uh, too intense for you, how many pearls from Martha Wayne's string of pearls? Thirteen out of seventeen. Th- what? That's insane. I thought we were going one to ten. You didn't. Specify. I didn't. I didn't specify. I'm glad <laughs> no, you did. No, it's really. I don't know if I could. Did you rank say 13 it out of 17? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't think I can rank it specific. I, I know that I've never seen. Well, how that's much not did you true. enjoy the suit? A lot. Okay. A lot. A lot. Now quantify that into a number. <laughs> Nine. Nine out of. It's up there. I mean, this suit. Okay. Is good. I would say it's. It's. I would say it's a an eight. Okay. It's an eight. So yeah, it's a good suit. Now, it's what about suit. the flashback suit? Well, let me pull it up for you if if you don't remember. Listen, I am. I guess I'm gonna have to reveal this really early on, but I'm not a big fan of the yellow, yellow me accents on Batman's suits. Like I understand it, and sometimes they incorporate it really interestingly like making it a light sometimes or like a like a scene yeah yeah that works but um, i don't like the logo that has like the blatant yellow i think it works really well in this story yes because it tells you a time period it's a good juxtaposition yeah but i don't know it just doesn't do it for me it kind of looks like a cheap halloween costume compared to the other one it does i like his cowl his cowl is nice in that yeah. one i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four Four dead parents out of ten. Yeah, I would probably be in the like three, three point five. Okay. Four. Man, that's pretty low. But I really just don't like the yellow. It's just me. Maybe it's just both of us. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate yellow, but there's something about this, the yellow in the suit. I don't know. Um. Now, what about? <laughs> Let's get the people what they want. What you? What would you rate out of out of broken beer bottles on on Tiny Christmas trees? Christmas tree. How many broken beer bottles was this book? Was this book like yeah. standalone? Are we talking? Okay, now are we talking in the about, context of of Christmas stories? I'll just say Batman stories. Of I Batman think it's, stories, it, it's on its own merits, in my opinion. I think it's a solid seven. Okay, what about you? Seven craft beer bottles or like? Oh yeah, like okay. this is like the nice beer bottles. Like you, you pay I'm extra. Yeah, for I'm, these I'm a land. I'm a land with you. Uh huh. But I think it on 
depending on how sentimental I'm feeling, okay. because this does yeah. have like some history with the two of us, I think it would be a little higher for that. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to be like completely unbiased. Like yeah. if somebody picked this up, what would they think about it? Like if it's around Christmas time, ten. Oh yeah, it's a ten. Yeah, it's a must read for Christmas. Listen, it's a buffet. It's of m- art. It's a buffet of of catharsis from a storytelling. Standpoint. Yes, just just read it. Um, just read it. No, I'd say around Christmas time, like not in Christmas time. This is seven. Mm. Around Christmas time, this is the ten broken beer bottles. And all their shards that they left behind. Mm. So that's higher than a 10. That is higher than a 10. I'll give you that. All right. 10 out of 10. You heard it. You heard it. 10 beer bottles out of 10. All right. You want to wrap up? Yeah. uh, Thanks to everyone who uh, tuned in to our little soft launch episode. We We really wanted to do something for Christmas and the holiday time when can they expect us to be back well we're hoping to do a official launch of the show early january we haven't decided on a day we'll probably keep the day consistent that it releases on the probably do every other week we'll Mm -hmm. probably be releasing an episode um that vary in length we don't really have a cap on the length so like however however long we feel talking about the topic we want to talk about or multiple topics, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we plan on every month having a special episode. I think we've kind of decided that typically we're going to have a guest on for that. Yes. Um, that one's going to be kind of a early in the month. In fact, you might hear a teaser for our first special right at this moment. Hope you enjoyed that little teaser because we're looking forward to that. that it's was very just, timely. That was it's just very a, timely. That was just a little appetizer. Appetizer. A appetizer. A We're gonna have friends on for those episodes, and they will be announced early in the month. Mm-hmm. Our our goal is that listeners can play along, watch along, read along, send us questions. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Q&A section would be fantastic. Yeah. So, so. yeah, you, you should uh, follow us on our social medias. We have uh, we have an Instagram. We have yeah. a Twitch. Yeah. And we, we will, you know, we'll, we'll evolve into whatever platforms are mm-hmm. becoming popular or, yeah. or our listeners would like us to be on. Instagram has been our default because we're both yes. really familiar to, with that and also it's... Very easy for an art medium as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want to send us uh, recommendations, feel free to in the comments, either on this podcast or on Instagram or any of those social media outlets. Yeah, and all those, all those, um, all those links and any relevant information will be in the show notes too. So I'll try to keep that updated, especially for artists and things like, for the the book we just read. Yes. Yeah. So. We really hope you enjoyed it, and we hope that you check out Batman Newell. Check it out. And always remember, the late, great Frank Miller always said, Slice and dice. Let's get Billy. <laughs>